Hello. Welcome to the Valley View podcast. I'm almost sure this is episode 55. And my name is Tyler and I'm here with Matt. Hey, Tyler. Um, hey, Matt. I got some sad news to report for you and for our listeners. We, you give me a hint about this. Yeah. Off, off air, yeah. We don't have a sponsor this week. Hmm. Why is that? That's the question I've been asking myself. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, it's hard not to take this a little bit personally. Hard not to be a little bit sad about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've had a pretty good run. And I mean, my first thought is we've hit that point where the content is not uh, meeting the bar anymore. Which is surprising because the views are actually going up. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's surprising because the bar has been pretty low. The that, whole time. That's also true. Yeah. <laughs> the bar is a book that you would throw away. Yeah. A book full of Mountain Dew. <laughs> For whatever reason, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's just that we've hit summer or that July 4 holiday is coming up and advertising departments are taking a break. Uh, no one jumped in this week to say, we'd like to sponsor the Valley View podcast. Yeah, um, this is our this is our pre-4th of July episode because we're a week ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. doing anything for the 4th? Um, I'm hoping to use my grill and grill something, probably hot dogs for lunch. What about you? I'm going to be up north right. as a good Minnesotan would. Um, so anyway, just a word to those considering a sponsorship, we would take you um, for any dollar amount. Um, the way this works is you send us what you'd like us to read on the podcast with a, a donation or a gift of some kind. Um, doesn't have to be money, can be food, can be coupons. Can be a high five. Yeah, any of those things will work. And then we read your um, ad and we also reserve the right to comment on your ad. That's true. Maybe that's why they're not signing up because we could... made fun of the state of Missouri that one time. Yeah. It's so funny that uh, the, the ad reads have changed a bit because I remember at the beginning of them, you said, we just, we freely are given, we, yeah. we freely receive, so we freely give, but now you have to give us a gift to get an ad read. Yeah, did Maybe I Maybe we're that? getting too big. Okay. I think I just forgot that I said that. I think you did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are our, uh, what are our topics this week, Matt? We're talking about the book of Second Thessalonians. Yeah. Um, working our way through the New Testament. We're getting... Uh, we're getting there. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. I would say so, we're probably more than halfway done at this point. Yeah, we're about about there. Uh, the other thing we're going to talk about today is sports. Yeah. Do you don't think that don't make, turn it off. Don't turn the podcast off. Yeah. Do you think that makes some people nervous? Yeah. I when I walked in weeks ago because we we prepare weeks in advance. Uh, when I walked into Matt's office weeks ago or two hours ago, and said, "Matt, we should talk about sports," I immediately said, "Matt, we should talk about sports, but we need to talk about sports in a way that are accessible." Yeah. Because we, a lot of times these days when we're coming up with podcast topics, mm-hmm. we aren't sure if we've talked about it before. Yeah. We know we haven't talked about sports before be- because we try not to talk about things that we both enjoy mm-hmm. because we don't want to just like nerd out about something that none of the listeners care about for 30 minutes. Yeah. We've purposefully avoided the subject. Yeah. That's how we know we haven't talked without about ever saying it. Like we've yeah. never had a conversation saying we shouldn't talk about sports. Yeah. We just don't talk about sports because we know. Yeah. But we are going to professionalism talk- <laughs> until today. <laughs> until today. We just couldn't help ourselves. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about sports that we like to watch mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit about that. we like to play as well. Um, so we're going to talk about what we like to watch in terms of sports. Uh, I, 
I had, uh, well, let me start. I'll ask you and then I'll share my perspective. Okay. okay. So just big picture. Two questions for you. I'll start with this one. What do you enjoy most about watching sports? <laughs> That's such a bad answer. It's entertaining. Mm -hmm. I, I watch the, the people doing stuff on the screen and I say, dang, that's cool. Mm -hmm. so, sometimes I enjoy watching them because they are doing things that I could never. That's, that's really fun. Mm -hmm. Like watching somebody dunk a basketball is really fun for me because mm -hmm. I can't and never will be able to. So it's fun watching them commit feet, like perform feats that I can't perform. Mm -hmm. But on, on the, like the biggest part of it is like, it's just, it's something entertaining. Like it's something to enjoy. Yeah. What about you? I think I've said this before, but I love the drama. Oh, so that is fun. Yeah. The stories, the storylines. Yeah. And uh, to, to be more specific, um, not so much the personal storylines, but the actual drama of the game. Um, like, oh, this team's been bad for 20 years, but now they're good and this could be their chance. Yeah, kind of. But <laughs> oh, but <not>. more... <laughs> OK, sorry. <laughs> more specifically, uh, I like watching a really competitive close game where you don't know what's uh, going to happen okay. that goes down to the very end. So um, uh, I kind of cheer for the Packers. Not really, but. Ew, I wish we had a boo emoji. Maybe I'll try to add a boo sound effect at this point. But but here's the thing. And my, my family knows this. I would rather them lose a really competitive game that goes down to the wire and like goes into overtime yeah then have them win in a blowout so i would rather them lose we are not the same yeah okay i'd rather them lose on a last second field goal than have them win i would rather have my teams win 56 to nothing but the, honestly i'd rather have them win 56 to nothing than win 27 24 i just want my teams to win okay well that's what i mean by drama sure i love i love the drama of not knowing what's going to happen and it coming down to the wire in those kind of moments okay sure. so I've, I've got more than two questions sorry got to go here next this has been a problem in my life where um like thinking about sports and watching sports has crossed over into like an idolatry mm, category sure which um, some people I, there are probably listeners that think that sports are an idol and maybe even think that we idolize sports by the fact that we're talking about it. Yeah, sure. There very well could be. Well, I'm just speaking for myself. I know that I've been in that place in my life where my favorite team has been more important to me than it should be. Mm -hmm. And uh, it has become an idol. So here's what I mean. Like, you know, spend a lot of my time thinking about, you know, the team and what they've got coming up. Um, dwelling on losses and being, you know, really down about that, Ex exalting in wins, you know, like I'm part of the team and yeah. like having that be part of my identity, you know, and spending all my time, you know, watching it, thinking about it, preparing for it, having that be where I pour a lot of my mental energy and spiritual energy. Um, I've, I've been in that place before. I, I don't think I'm in that place anymore, but I know that at times in my life, it has been an idol and taken what I should only give to God. Mm -hmm. So I just want to ask you, do you feel like it's ever been that way for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I never, <laughs> it's funny. I don't think I have ever admitted that to myself in the moment, mm -hmm. you know, like as I sit here right now, I would say, no, I'm not idolizing sports, but maybe I am because I don't think I ever, I don't think I would have said that I ever was before. Uh -huh. And yet I look back and I say, yeah, it probably was not good of me to when my team lost the Super Bowl, go and pout in a room for 20 minutes. 
<laughs> you know, like, so I, yeah, I, I think that that's a, that's a temptation. Yeah. I think it's because of the entertainment factor. And I mean, I think sports make you feel like you're a part of something, even though you're not really. Yeah. And that is, uh, I wanted to ask you about that too, because I, I was thinking about this question. I have an answer to this question, but um, let's not just dwell on the negative. We know that it can cross into being an idol, but how have you benefited? Do you feel like you've actually benefited in some real way from watching sporting events and entering into the, you know, the competition and just the um, whole event of, of what's going on of watching? Yeah. Um, I think that sports are a really good, uh, can be a really good connection point. Like I have Mm. friends that I've made through watching sports. I would say playing sports too. You make a lot of friends mm-hmm. and, and playing sports has the additional benefit of like, it, it helps you be in shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if we're, if we're talking specifically about watching sports. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it's a, it's a really, really good way to like have something to talk about with people that can then lead to other conversations. Ooh, okay. So. Anything else? Mm, do you have anything? I do. I've got uh Thanks for asking. There's probably more, but you know, I don't always have seven answers on the spot. I I wrote down four ways that I feel like I have benefited personally from watching sports. Is a community one of them or no? No, it actually isn't, but that, that is true. I just didn't think of that. Sure. Um, I feel like, first of all, it has helped me with responding to criticism (laughs) because of what I have seen, especially in the coach, the head football coach for my favorite team, my favorite college team, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Um, Had to get that in there. He's been there. Yeah. He's been there for 20, 24 years. This is incredible. The university of Iowa has had two coaches, two football coaches for my whole life. When was Kirk Ferentz hired? 99. Hmm. So 23 years, 23. Yeah. yeah. How old was it? Let's play a game. How old was I when Kirk Ferentz was hired? One. I was one year old. <laughs> I was alive, but I was only one. <laughs> I feel like watching him and how he responds to criticism helps me um, in responding to criticism. <laughs> like, it, think, and then it even helps just to compare. Think about being the offensive coordinator for a college football team or an NFL team. Think about how exposed you are every, every time you play and how open to criticism. And, you know, it's just sure as the sun rises, you know, Sunday morning after the game or Monday morning after the game, all anyone wants to do is say, what, you know, what were we doing? How on do offense? Do? Like, yeah. yeah. We, oh, he had a great game called a great game. That was horrible. Or even being the defensive coordinator, the special teams coach. I mean, just criticism constantly. Yeah. You know, and uh, anyway, I feel like it's been helpful to me in learning how to better respond to criticism for one thing. Uh, another thing is, um, I help, I think it's helped me in how I respond to failure, hmm. especially in ba- uh, by watching baseball. That actually is so true. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, you only get a hit two out of 10 times, yeah. you know, if you if get a hit three out of 10 times, you're in the hall of fame you're in, the in hall baseball. Of fame. Yeah. So, you know, batting is all about a series of failures with occasional successes. Um, And I know I've been helped in responding to failure. And the last two are, um, it's helped me respond um, to pressure situations Mm -hmm. uh, by remembering what I've seen other people do in pressure situations, um, in sporting events, and then also responding to disappointment. Mm -hmm. 
because we have all kinds of disappointments in life and we watch professional and college athletes miss the field goal at the end, right? 27 how, yards. How do, you live, how do you live with that? How do you bounce back from that? You know, if you're Mason Crosby and you go to Detroit and you miss like five field goals yeah. and then you get one at the end, like how do you step up and respond to having already missed four or five field goals and even yeah. kick the ball? Like, I missed the last five, but I made this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because who, who knows what kind of headspace you're in at that point? Yeah. Like you're obviously thinking, I can't kick anymore. It's in front of millions of people. Yeah. Yeah. But yet, and I have to kick or being at the free throw line, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of a game and you've missed, you know you got fouled shooting a three and you, you missed the first one, you're down three. So now you can't tie the game. But yeah. You, you got to shoot those two free throws. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, how do you, how do you respond? And I think what I'm saying is that watching sports has given me a template for difficult situations in life of actually seeing someone do what I have to do in providing a template for me and knowing like how I should be hmm. a, a template that maybe I otherwise don't have. Um, we could have the conversation like, is there a biblical template that helps us in the same way? But there's something about seeing it played out in real life in front of you hmm. by a real person um, that I find really helpful. Cool. Yeah. So with all that in mind, that's my argument for watching sports and investing time. Entertaining, yes, but also I think I've actually found it really helpful for life. Hmm. All right, Tyler. You're going to give us your top five favorite sports to watch. What is the purpose of getting this list? Is it just so we can get to know you better or should we? Did you not come up with the top five? Oh, I did. Okay. Okay. I did. Um, Well, yeah. I mean, I love lists that I think was the first reason I thought of it. Like I I love rankings and lists. Okay. Um, So that's about as far as I, as far as I thought about it. (laughs) We love hearing your lists. I like hearing your list too. Thanks. Do we want to do, I kind of liked the like, five four five four three two three two one or that kind of thing great idea fun to walk through okay let's do it so i i should mention my this will not be in my top five but my honor my honorable mention is professional basketball like nba basketball i love following it but i don't watch it enough to let it be on my list it Um, did not make mine either okay so this is just to say it again this is our top five favorite sports to watch yep this is not to play not to play is to watch. To we thought watch. we thought that uh, to watch would be more relatable. Yeah, for the audience. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna start at number five and work up to number one. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do. It. So my fifth favorite sport to watch is college football. Um, I like college football. I think the reason, I, I guess, to spoil, um, I'll have another type of football higher on this list. Okay, but uh, the reason that college football is lower than that kind is just that the you can't follow the players for as long. They're only there for three or four or five years, and then they're on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I've got a question for you. Okay, because I know college football will be higher on your list. It is. Hopefully, this is not an offensive question, but I feel like it's an honest question and okay. on the Valley View podcast. We're all about honesty. Yeah, exactly. We value honesty. Here's my question. Do you think college football would be higher on your list if the Golden Gophers were the Ohio State of the Big Ten? No, I don't think so. Because um, my teams in the higher football are not good. Okay. Do you think 
college football would be higher on your list if the Golden Gophers over the last 20 years had even been a contending team in the Big Ten? Competing no, for championships. They've been contending every once in a while, but no. Com- contending for championships, getting to the Big Ten championship game once they, or they twice. They did like two years ago. No. They were, no, like they, 10 and, they were like 10 and 2 two well, years ago. They didn't ago. make the Big Ten and, Okay, this is, we're getting nerdy. <laughs> uh, the, the Gophers have had a couple of good years in my lifetime. Not many. That's okay. This is Minnesota's college football team, if you're not following. Um, but no, I don't think that affects it, because I don't think my other teams in the other kind of football that I like more have done much better. Okay, fair enough. So, um, yeah, it's number five. And like I said, it is just because the athletes aren't around for as long. I love, I love supporting players for their career. Okay. Um, and there's just so many more teams as well. There's just so many teams. Um, and then my number four favorite sport to watch is college basketball. Uh, and that is my highest form of basketball. And I enjoy watching college basketball more than the NBA or any other level of basketball because they're really, really good, but they're not so good that defense doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The thing that I don't enjoy about the NBA is that – you can be the best defender in the world and the guy can still score on you because they're just so good. Yes. Whereas in college <clears> basketball, like team chemistry, passing, like good offense, good defense, like have, have such an impact on the game because the people aren't as good. Yeah. So, Com- and, and March Madness, I think is the best, the, the, the end of season college basketball tournament, I think is the best tournament in sports. For sure. I agree. So what are your number five and number four? I have uh, track and field at number five. I actually thought about that. I, yeah. th- I thought about some running related thing because yeah. I was a runner. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I was a runner, but um, I love to watch um, people run, especially yeah. the events that I used to do. Yep. I love the distance events. Yeah. The problem is there's, it's hardly ever on. Yeah. Um, you get the Olympics. That's oh, about it. <laughs> yeah. You get the Olympics. Occasionally you get the championship races for um, college. Um, that's about it. But I actually love to watch high school track and field um as well i feel the same way yeah okay i think i would say i like um the olympics and high school track very similarly and then college track a little below my number four is major league baseball okay and here and i'll give you an extra little nugget here here's what i'm waiting that i hope i didn't tell you this already sorry valley view nation this is what i'm waiting for no, no batter has ever made all three outs for his team. You've never told me that. Okay. That's what I'm waiting for. Before, before I die, I would like to see in Major League Baseball, one person make all three outs as a batter. Yeah. For That's his a heck team of an inning in, for his team. In one inning. Yeah. Okay. It's happened one time. Oh, it has happened. Well, not, not in Major League Baseball. Okay. It's happened one time at a very low level minor league baseball okay situation it's never happened in major league baseball where one guy has made all three outs for his team while they're on offense there have been like eight guys that have made two outs for yeah. the team but no one's ever made all three and one of the great things about baseball and this is cliche and um people say this all the time but um you never know what's going to happen when you go to the ballpark. There's always a chance that something will happen that's never happened before because baseball is such a crazy game. That's yeah. what I'm waiting to see happen. Wouldn't that be wonderful? That would be how, amazing. How would you feel if you made if your team was having such a good inning and scoring so many runs that you actually got to bat three times in one inning? And then you were the out. And you made times. all three outs. That would not be fun. <laughs> that would not be exciting. Oh, I hope it happens. Someday. Yeah. Someday. 
if if Jesus delays long enough and baseball keeps getting played, I think someday it's going to happen sometime. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be great. And I hope I'm there to see you. All so right. should I do three, two, one, or just three and two and save number one? No, it should just do three and two. Okay. Save number one. Number three favorite sport to watch is wiffle ball. You're going to have to explain that one to us. I didn't even know you could watch wiffle ball. Yeah. So wiffle ball is uh, similar to baseball. But instead of a baseball and baseball bats, you use like a, pl- a plastic ball with holes on one side. Okay. I know what wiffle ball is. I'm explaining for the listeners. Oh, okay. And a plastic bat <laughs> on a much smaller field. Okay. Um, the way that I watch wiffle ball is on YouTube. Uh, I guess this could be our, our ad. I'm sure they wouldn't care about the free publicity. Uh, I watch this wiffle ball league called Major League Wiffle Ball on YouTube. On YouTube. They have like, they have like 300,000 subscribers. And I'm, is that good? That's pretty high. Okay. And I'm definitely on the older end of their subscribers. I would assume, I would assume it's a lot of 12 year olds. Um, but they, the, the reason that I enjoy watching wiffle ball so much, I mean, for, so watching that league, the storylines are cool, you know, cause at this point I've, I've watched, you know, six, seven years worth of them. And so I know a lot of the players and the oldest players in the league are my age. Mm-hmm. So it's cool watching these guys who started something when I was like 10 and they were like 10 and they're still doing it. And like some of them are like out of college now, and like the, the commissioner of the league, like this is his career, is like advertising and like making this league successful. What do you think about the idea of having a Prairie Hill wiffle ball league? I would absolutely love that. Could we do it with like four or five people per team? Yeah, they play three on three. I think we should talk about that more. That would be spectacular. Is nice this... off podcast conversation that we could have. I had that thought the other night in the kitchen. I thought, love wiffle ball. Yeah, me too. I think we've got enough space to do it. Yeah. And our, yeah. Anyways, off the podcast. Um, the other, but the, the biggest reason that I like watching wiffle ball, and I actually think that wiffle ball might be the most accessible sport of my five to Ooh. get into, uh-huh. because okay. even if you don't know the rules and even if you don't know anything about any sport, the way that they throw the ball is so cool. Like the thing about a wiffle ball is that it, it will dip and dive and, and twist and turn because of the holes on the one side of it and the way that they interact with the air in ways that like you cannot understand sports and still watch it and say, wow, that's really cool that that person did that. Um, the other thing that makes Major League Wiffleball's videos accessible is that they only show the last pitch of each at-bat. So every time you watch somebody throw a pitch, something happens. I can see where that would be really attractive to a lot of people mm-hmm. who find the game of baseball too slow. Yeah, baseball is a little slow for me. It's not in my top five. But okay. right. so yeah, my number three is wiffle ball. I okay. really love wiffle ball. Um, and my number two is uh disc golf, unsurprisingly. Yeah, although Maybe I'm just surprisingly look- that it's not number one. That's what I was going to. I think I know what number one's gonna be, but um, I thought it could be disc golf. Yeah, I mean, I think disc golf's probably my favorite to play. Um, but yeah, to watch, I again like when you have a niche sport, you get really into the storylines. Like I've been watching disc golf for a couple of years and I, I know the, the best players and I, we have, I have a fantasy league that I'm the commissioner of and like, it's, it's fun to follow. And disc golf is one where, as we were talking about, it's really fun to watch people do something that I will never be able to do. <laughs> like, it's cool to watch them throw that thing that I can throw 300 feet and watch them throw it like 650, you know? Um, I hope the, what I'm thinking as I'm sitting here is I hope the sports executives from NBC, CBS, ESPN, are listening to this episode because what they'd be hearing is that here's a 24 year old 24 year old 
and two out of his three favorite sports to watch are, are only on YouTube. Are only on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Wiffle ball and um, disc golf. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm thinking, okay, there's going to be a, there's a trend here in which the more mainline sports maybe um, fall off in viewership over the next few years because sure. people want to watch other stuff. Do you think I, it's just you or do you think it's a broader trend than I think I'm in the minority. You? I mean, I okay. follow baseball and basketball, but they're not on my list. Yeah. You know, like I, I follow them, but I don't watch as much. Actually, yeah. there's hmm. some disc golf on ESPN2 right now, like yeah. months after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, same with actually they had a segment on uh, MLB tonight, like after an, a Major League Baseball game. They had a segment where Major League Wiffle Ball was on it. And they had like the guys in their league, like pitching to Pedro Martinez and Curtis Granderson athletes that if you don't know sports, you probably haven't heard of, but um, yeah. So that's my number three, number two. Okay. What are yours? Uh, At number three, I have college basketball for the same reasons you articulated earlier. Sure. Lots of drama there. Love that. Love the tournament. Number two, national football league. Okay. Football occupies my top two spots. Kind Mm -hmm. of a spoiler. Yeah, we kind of ruined our. We should have just done three, two, one because both of our ones I think are pretty known at this okay. point. So, so college football is my number one. NFL, NFL I think, is, is your number one. Mm-hmm. Why is NFL your number one? I love football. F- football has been my favorite sport for like my whole life. Like, if you're mm. saying just favorite sport in general, my yeah. favorite sport is football. Yeah, my favorite sport to watch is the NFL. My favorite sport to play is disc golf. But if you like combine it together, which is cra- that that means that as I'm thinking about this, that means that my there must be kind of a big gap between two and one because if i'm going like favorite sports to play disc golf is number one if i'm going favorite sports to watch disc golf is number two and yet football is my favorite sport Mm -hmm. it's interesting Mm -hmm. um but i i love football like i i i I love the storylines i love the players um i love playing fantasy Uh it just it's it's fun i don't i don't know how to describe it i i it's since i was six years old i've loved football i can remember watching the patriots and eagles super bowl in 2004 and looking at the final score and saying, wow, hmm. I love this game. Currently, who has the best uniforms in the NFL? Bengals. My favorite team. Thank you. That's a perfect segue into Second Thessalonians. You're not going to mention anything about college football and why it's your favorite? No. I, we, we don't have time to do Second we, Thessalonians, do we? We have three minutes. Yeah, well, I think we do. It's a short book. Okay. Um, Paul Brown. Uh was the founding owner of the Bengals mm-hmm. and second Thessalonians is written by the apostle Paul. Yeah. So there's, mm-hmm. there's a segue. They're cousins. Second Thessalonians. Okay. Do you have anything that comes to mind right away when you think about second Thess? End times. End times. Perfect. Yeah. End times is the dominant theme. Um, anything specific regarding end times that there is uh, some. The rapture. Detail there uh, about hell. I think the rapture is First Thess, isn't uh, it? Well, talk about that last. Told time. you, told you. First Thessalonians <laughs> is the one I know the least. Uh, uh, the man of lawlessness. That's yeah, in there you Thessalonians, go. Right? Yeah, exactly. Talk about this man of lawlessness. It's only three it chapters. Will... It's a short book. Yeah, it it does have one of my favorite um, benedictions, though. I frequently use. Um... You want to read it? Yeah, I'll, I'll read it. Um, I frequently use this as, as a benediction. Um, at the end of a worship service from Second Thessalonians, it's chapter three. So it's the last chapter and it's verse five. Paul writes, may the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the steadfastness of Christ. Isn't that, that's a good one. Isn't that beautiful when you really think about it 
to me, that really, that really speaks to me and what I want for myself, like to face the coming week that the Lord would direct my heart, which wants to go this way, Mm -hmm. but that the Lord would direct it sovereignly toward the love of God Mm -hmm. and to the steadfastness of Christ. Um, So like in discipline, in patience, all those things that we see in Jesus that show his steadfastness, Paul says, that's his prayer. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and the steadfastness of Christ. I think that's a great desire and hope and prayer for the church heading out into a new week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think about that benediction, which ironically is not Paul's benediction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gives a different one. Right. <laughs> but I think about that. And then there's some very interesting things regarding end times. Yeah. Um, so big picture. That's what we've got. What else should we say about second Thess? I don't know, Matt, you have to explain why you like college football. You put it as your number one. You can't, you can't say it's my number one and I have nothing to say about it. I just didn't know if anyone would still be interested in hearing that. Um, maybe I'm a little gun shy because I am worried that people will not have enjoyed the sports conversation as much as we have. I mean, we talked about books for a podcast. We can do a sports con. Uh, we can do a sports podcast. We've done some niche topics. As why, do, why do I love college football? Because Pitt's uniforms are awesome. And Clemson and Pitt? L. Really? Oh man, go look up. Google right, the Pitt uniforms. We got one minute left. This is going to be a nerdy minute. Really, Pitt's uniforms? Google Pitt. Look at their uniforms because when Clemson and LSU and Texas A&M and Iowa play at night, the place is off the hook. Yeah, hundred and ten thousand people in the house. Ridiculous. Or the big house at Michigan. Right. And when you watch a game on TV that's being played at the Rose Bowl, whether it's the actual Rose Bowl or whether UCLA is just playing at home, the field is immaculate mm. and it's painted to perfection. So just awaken something in you called yeah, football? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, and the band, I mean, the band is an accessory for more people. For me, like 65% of the enjoyment is just seeing the, the marching band come out and play the national anthem and play it really well. I mean, and there's so many memories too, yeah. like the band game, Sanford Cal. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so it's the pageantry, it's the effort, it's the drama, it's the uniforms, it's the lights, it's the excitement that you can enter into. It's your favorite players and the tension of not knowing, like, are we going to win or lose? And there's, you got to play the Buckeyes this week and that's horrible. Can, is it even going to be a game still after halftime? Do you like having a playoff? Do you like the college football playoff or do you uh, like the BCS more? I like, well, I, this is going to be really nerdy. Actually, like the really old system that predates you, where it was just bowl games. And then after Ugh. the season, they would vote on who they thought the best team was. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I, I like having a championship game. Yeah. I, I'm actually okay with a four team. Yeah. But I think anything bigger than two or four makes the regular season mean less. I agree. I'll, well, we got to wrap this up. We do. <laughs> I, I would love to see an eight team. I'd love to see an eight team playoff. It, just, it never ends. Yeah. Like if you go to eight team, you could lose a game and it doesn't matter anymore. You know, like true. It, you can realistically miss the playoff missing yeah. or losing one game. Good That's point. not true in 18. It's a good point. Anyways, um, also, I just need to, as a disclaimer, Patty, this is for you. Um, I realized that I might have sounded uh, like derogatory when I said books. Uh, your suggestion to talk about books was great. And I really enjoyed that <laughs> podcast. I just was, I was talking about niche things that we've talked about and doing a podcast about books was a little niche. Um, I think it's wonderful that our podcast community is small enough and intimate yeah. enough that you can just address a comment to Patty yeah. without having to give a last <laughs> and name she knows. or a location. Patty knows. 
Patty from where? <laughs> Somewhere. The, the Patty. I've met Patty listens. now. Met her for the first time a couple weeks ago. Anyways, uh, have a great week, everybody. Next week, we'll spend more time in the book of the Bible. We're talking about First Timothy. So we got plenty we could talk about for that. So. Oh, that's big. Yeah. Have a good week, everybody. Go watch some football. Go watch football. <laughs>